You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast doing a late night edition of the pod. <laughs> I feel like we've been only doing podcasts that start at noon. Maybe at the latest, we'll do a pod that starts at three. I feel like the only time we've ever done a podcast this late, Nada, was the draft special when the Hornets selected PJ Washington last year. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is all my fault, guys. Uh, blame me. I'm horrible. Um, the election has gone, uh, again, as you know, sideways. And because I work for NPR, this means that occasionally my job gets a little hairy and the daytime becomes a lot. Again, the, the window for us to record <laughs> is very, very small. I feel like you just started this job right when the Olympics started and you're within your first month. It's the biggest event that you guys do of the year. Do you feel like that's accurate? Yes. Yes. This is like literally going from <laughs> this is legitimately like going from like sitting on the couch to Oh, yeah, I'm going to run the decathlon against gold medalists. (laughs) This is exactly what this is like. Just deciding, you know what? I'm going to become a world-class athlete. I think that's exactly what you did. It's the Locked on Hornets podcast. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. So we've been waiting all day to talk about it, not the election. Um, I would guess the, we don't need to talk about the election. Nope, we can nope, talk nope, about mm-mm, your experience. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, nope. Oh, you want to? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll do that in the uh, last segment of today's pod. I do want to talk about the rumors again surrounding James Wiseman and Akong Wu um, and how they might be the selection for the Charlotte Hornets. Also, I want to get to the kind of cases, the kind of teams that you might have arise if the Hornets would entertain training or trading back, even though the Hornets have been heavily linked to trading up towards the first or the second overall pick with me just seeing news today, I think from Woj, Nada, that uh, Golden State and Minnesota are are both putting the one and second overall pick. But both teams are putting those heavily into play and, and uh, maybe um, you know, trading back into the NBA draft or getting some players to help them win now. Um, you know, first I want to talk about, let's talk about the Wiseman and a Kongwu thing, Nada, yes. because, you know, people, as Kevin O'Connor's put these mock drafts out, they've been the fire starter of everybody else talking about the Charlotte Hornets and what they might do. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but are, are you at the point now, Nada, where it, it does feel like the Charlotte Hornets are going to take a big man and essentially because of the place that they're in, are they going to take Wiseman and a Kongwu? Like if I were to give you the odds, the Hornets select a Kongwu, Wiseman, or the field, would you take the field or would you take the two other players I just mentioned? The field, the field, honestly. Still. Okay. I, I, I still take the field because I still think there's two things that don't make sense to me right now. The first being that I, I guess with this, at least with this draft, I like, the wings and I still think one of those wings is going to drop and I'm not sure if it's Edwards. I'm not sure if it's ball. I'm not sure if it's both because if we're really honest, it's not that far fetched for me to see uh, again, Wiseman go one, a Kong will go to a team sit like, I don't know the warriors 
and not not the Warriors, but uh, again, Wiseman go one, Kong will go two to someone, maybe even the Wizards, and then number three, you have your choice between uh, Ball and Edwards, and I think they take Ball. I again, there's just so much of this, and I think they like a guard more than they're being rumored for because they're again, and maybe this is just me. I don't know how you feel, but there are way too many leaks coming from the Charlotte Hornets. And for a team that never, never, ever, ever, ever leaks who they like, we hear, hear a lot about who they like. And that's not typical for this team, at least. Yeah. If you were to ask me what I think this sounds like, I think a likely scenario is leaks came out on James Wiseman. Kevin O'Connor ran with it. Everybody else ran with it because they started to delve into their sources and other teams and Rick Bennell's case who wrote about it and talked about at least where somewhat in a vague area to protect the sources, but where they came from discussing that they were also in the lottery and they feel it's, you know, a very real thing being reported that the Hornets are interested enough in Wiseman that they would trade up. So that's the first thing we get last week. I think what a very real possibility is the Hornets see that leak and then the next week, it's, hey, we're heavily considering a Kongwu too. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I can see that. And one of them being the smoke screens. To me, if you were to ask me, okay, what, which one is the smoke screen, as that's the term the media likes to use, which one is it? I would say a Kongwu feels a little bit more like the smoke screen. Actually, if we're seeing that Minnesota is... It's, it's putting out the number one overall pick heavily into play. Same thing mm -hmm. with Golden State as we just we just saw that from Woj today. The Hornets have been linked as as them and and the Wizards only because Tommy Shepard has has said that that yeah. he would be interested in trading up. And the Boston Celtics I know are rumored to package all three of their deals and possibly want to move up. But I mean I don't think those two teams can get all the way to the number 1 overall or number 2 overall selection. The Hornets very easily can if they want to. And that's the other team of the 3, right? It's the Wizards and Celtics somewhat. And then it's the Hornets who have been heavily linked that want to move all the way up to second or first. And so if you were to ask me if we were to play the game, choose the smoke screen between a Kongwu and Wiseman rumors, I would say a Kongwu is the smoke screen if you made me choose. Yeah, no, I don't necessarily blame you on that. I do feel like Kongo is somewhat of the smokescreen, but at the same time, he fits. Like I, no, I he does, and, you, and you, you've been right about that the entire time. And I know basketball draft Twitter, right? They all love him because of his versatility, and I, I do too. I mean, we we talked yeah. about it. We already did the evaluation process, but you are right. I mean, he he does fit with the Hornets in a way. I, the, the lack of size we've talked about scares me, but. I get that he just fits a, a a modern NBA defense that wants to switch a ton of stuff and give you versatility with a lot of quickness and a lot of size. Yeah, absolutely, a Kongu fits. Yeah, and also at the same time, like when we start having these conversations, the biggest thing that I just keep coming away with is what Mitch said early. Like, there's a chance to get a really special player in this draft. And the more I think about it, the more you go over it, the more it kind of makes sense that, hey, they're going to draft at three. I'm not so sure that we know exactly who they really, really love. And for all we know, and again, this is something that you had to talk about because I couldn't do it because I had to work. But I still think Denny Avi is in play. I, I For some reason, I just cannot get off the feeling that Denny Avia is a bigger, they're a bigger fan of Denny Avia and what he can do and the all-around game. And considering what he can do. I think they're a bigger fan in that building than I think most folks are giving them credit for.
I just saw ESPN put out a plus article where um, all three, Kevin Pelton, Schmitz, and uh, I think it's Jonathan Givoni, I think is how you pronounce it. They all had Avdia as their number one wing, and Kevin O'Connor talks about how much the Bulls really liked Denny Avdia. So if, if the Hornets, meaning if the Hornets don't take him, then the Bulls will. The Bulls very well might. Like if you were to say who is the favorite, it seems like Avdia might be that guy. If he lasts all the way to four, then it doesn't seem like he's going to last to five. I want to talk a little bit about James Wiseman and his reported disinterest in interviewing with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar and just how great that product is and how much we always appreciate them supporting the show. We support Built Bar because they have 18 amazing flavors and they have six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and cherry barcia. Fantastic flavors that Built Bar provides for you. Best of all, they have a great, uh, uh, delicious treat for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And uh, bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. You get a free cooler with your purchase too while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on. For $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Is the James Wiseman disinterest in interviewing with Minnesota a red flag for Charlotte Hornets at all? We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. So if you don't believe in the moon landing, Mm -hmm. then what would you say is the greatest human achievement? I think the greatest achievement of all time, and I think it's Vince Carter doing 360s clockwise it's rather really than counterclockwise. Tough. I've tried it. It's really tough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. So it seems like James Wiseman isn't going to go to Minnesota. Not mm-hmm. They're not going to take a page out of the Spurs or the Rockets playbook and go with the Twin Towers, having James Wiseman and Carl Anthony Towns headline their roster every single night and it I wouldn't think that Minnesota would go there anyway but it would make sense if Minnesota wanted to interview James Wiseman maybe they would trade with the Charlotte Hornets and then Wiseman a little bit more and play there at three or maybe they would want to you know just you interview these guys at the top of the draft and that's just the process as it plays out I never thought Wiseman was ever going to really land with Minnesota but is it a red flag to you that James Wiseman reportedly is not going to interview with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Is that a red flag at all character wise for you when you see that? Absolutely not. Like, again, that shows me that man's concerned about his career and possibly just like, he's not, he's into not wasting his time. And as someone that, as you know, Walker, don't really mess with too many people. Don't really talk to that, that many people. The biggest thing that I hate is to waste time especially now <laughs> so he's not necessarily going to waste his time talking to minnesota yep. i mean why am i going to be a part of your draft rumors so that i can go to the place i don't want to go more importantly who wants to go to minnesota walker do you want to go to minnesota it's always it's again it's nine months of cold and very little warm I well, don't they don't win and, and it's it's one of the few franchises that it, yes, they've accomplished more than the Hornets by getting to one Western Conference Finals, but that's it. They've got the one Western Conference Finals bid despite having gone to the postseason a lot because of Kevin Garnett. And that's about it. Like we know how much of a problem that franchise has been um, and how much they have not won. Yes, you're right. Point well taken. I have zero problem with this either. Nada. I don't care that James Wiseman doesn't want to interview with Minnesota. We see this all the time from prospects. 
I know that LaMelo Ball is someone reportedly not interviewing well with teams. That's why he fell to six in, a, in Kevin O'Connor's mock draft. And that's why we uh, heard from Rick Bennell, who discussed that he has some sources say that um, just the LaMelo Ball is just not interviewing well for whatever that means, you know, just to, to take it within the context Rick is saying, that's all he's saying is that his sources are telling him that Lamelo is not interviewing particularly well, but Kevin O'Connor did say, yeah, he's heard some sources tell him um, some of the same stuff. Like that's the kind of stuff that worries you more than exactly. James Wiseman saying, nah, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to you know, interview seriously with Minnesota. That's not anything that I would worry about whatsoever. And so when you talk about the different possibilities that could be there, it's basically, it, it's, it's trading up, for Wiseman or Anthony Edwards. Like if that's what it's reported to be, that you have so much interest in Wiseman and you don't think Minnesota is going to take him. Not, a, I don't think that you have to go up to one. You just got to get to two. Um, because I, I think if golden state stands Pat and they don't trade out, then, you know, James Wiseman is going to be the guy. I mean, I think he's going to be the selection, but if golden state wants to move back a pick you don't have to give up nearly as much to move up. I, I just, it, it seems to me that, that James Wiseman is the guy. Like I, I went with either big man or uh, over the field. I mean, not a, at this point, I just get the feeling that even if you were to give me the odds of, is it James Wiseman or the field? I mean, clearly the field has a lot more options and yet I just feel like it's kind of 50, 50 for me on that point. If you give me that specific choice, I, I just get the feeling that the Hornets want to select James Wiseman. I think they want Wiseman. I, honestly, I just, again, you want to say that, again, you want to keep saying it's Wiseman. I just feel like there's again, <laughs> the Hornets just, they're players, man. They they ha- they are in the catbird seat. And I also don't <laughs> think they're trading up. I think with a team as asset poor and as talent poor as the Charlotte Hornets are, I think all of this, this trading up is a bluff. Well, what I about really Washington? Don't. Maybe with Charlotte. So, like, just the other teams. If if Golden State and Minnesota are both telling you that their selections are in play, and we talk about Boston. Really might want a big man also, and maybe James Wiseman is someone that entices them. What would it take? Because you know you're talking about, um, you know you're talking about all the picks, and that still wouldn't be enough. If you're talking about the Wizards, I mean, goodness gracious, you're talking about giving up number nine and Troy Brown, and is is that enough to move up to to, to two, two or one? No. I don't think so. No. I, I, yeah, and you're you're having to give up first round picks in the future, which. I mean, the Wizards should not be doing. They should not be giving up first round picks to move up all the way. But if Tommy Shepard wants to do that, then by all means, I'll let him. I just, I'm kind of fascinated to see what Golden State and Minnesota have out there in a draft that is considered weak by most. And I just don't know, you know, who might be interested in going all the way to number one or number two. Let's take a quick break. Not, I want to play a game. I want to play some of the options, not necessarily for the first and second teams like Minnesota and Golden State. Let's explore some of the options. If the Hornets hypothetically just wanted to trade back, we can uh, maybe look at the Wizards. We can look at the Celtics, maybe some other teams that might interest us. We'll talk about that next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets decoys all over the place they've got everybody down at the rim ball goes into biz they do like an xfl style where the wide receiver runs to the line of scrimmage except it's with Devonte graham he picks up a foul i don't care what you say nate mcmillan more like nate mcvillan get out of here quit whining about the officials you got plenty of calls the hornets got a call at the end of the game i thought it was fair hornets win it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast 
All right, now let's go to the Boston Celtics. We've tossed this around mm-hmm. quite a bit. I know your boy Nikias put this out there. If the Boston Celtics really are offering all three of their first round picks um, to move up because they might want a big man or who knows, then the Hornets, among a couple of other teams, should be all over that. I know you disagree. And I disagree with that too. It's it's not enough, right? So let, let's just talk about the Celtics mm-hmm. for a moment. Yes, well, please. The the Celtics have the 14th overall selection, and that would be the, that's the highest pick that they have. I'm trying to pull up the the NBA draft order again. So they have 14. Boston also has 26, and they have 30. That's not enough to move from 14 to three overall. Now, if you were to do something like maybe a 14th overall selection and any combo of 26 and or 30. And then you included a Romeo Langford or a Grant Williams. We're starting to talk a little bit more. I still think it might be no, but if you start to give me maybe a future first round pick rather than a 30 or a 26. So let's say 14 future protected first and a Grant Williams or Romeo Langford, one young player of your choosing, I think that's when Charlotte starts to have serious conversations. What do you think about that potential scenario? I don't think you're going far enough. I want all three picks this year. I kind of want to all three, but instead of Grant Williams, instead of Romeo Langford, give me Robert Williams. Give me all three. Time Lord. I just want want the Time time Lord so I can say we have the Time Lord on our roster. No, I I want Time Lord and I want all three of those picks. I think that's, I think that's the deal. Because then you solidify any chance you have. Uh, again, it takes the need of trading or drafting a center. It takes away the need, at least. You can still draft another center, and you get them under really good cap control considering what the centers are, where the centers are going to be. You go get a guy like uh, R.J. Hampton, who I think it, athletically you can mold, and I believe that Greensboro would be the perfect spot for him, provided Greensboro is actually activated. But Well, and... And Boston has some fun scenarios too. Like they, they do have young players. You just mentioned time Lord, you know, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford could all be in play based on who you like. I, I did just to be fair. I did say you could talk about a future first round pick asking for more rather than including all three of these. If you went 14 future first round protected, however, and then, you know, got, it got one of those young players too. I think that would be a starting point rather than just including all these three picks, but also, you know, you have Enos Cantor here, not, and we've talked about that guy moving to the yeah. Charlotte Hornets before too, just trying to create some cap room for the Boston Celtics. Uh, there's a lot of things that you could play with there. I think that would be, you know, kind of interesting and you're right. Like the guys that would be there at 14, you're starting to get a little deep in this year's draft. So I, your Vassells would be gone. A Kongwu would be gone. Um, I mean, you're talking about a lot of the guys that we've spent so much time talking about. You know, we, we've been projected even before lottery night. You know, we projected yeah. to select something like eight. And mm-hmm. then we moved all the way up to three. So the players that we've spent a lot of our time on have been players that are going to be taken very high and or who are the 32nd overall pick uh, considerations there. We haven't even delved into who could be there like an RJ Hampton, as you mentioned, Um, you know, you could, then you could start to look at maybe like, does a Tyrese Maxey tickle your fancy? Does a, you know, Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. Yeah. The, The shooter out of Vanderbilt certainly would be somebody that's interesting. If you're still looking for a big that has some versatility, maybe Jalen Smith offensive versatility would interest you. That would be a Patrick Williams from Florida state. Also who, uh, it could be projected to go in that area. Like those are the kinds of guys that you're talking about. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's the, that's the type of thing that I think gets Charlotte talking and who knows what they would say in that scenario. But I, I think those are some of the players that you'd be interested in. Like, do you like that deal? Nada? like, would you take all three first and your boy time Lord and, and take, you know, your RJ Hampton at 14 in a whoever at 26 and 30. Are you saying yes to that deal? I, in a heartbeat, because I think with 14, six, again, 14, 26, 30, and then 32, you still have 32 and you still have 55. You can move up and down the board as you need and get the guys that you're looking to get and get the guys you actually want, because I'm pretty sure that you are going to be able to, like, there's a lot of this, and I'm fairly certain you're going to be able to do, and you're going to be able to handle and I'm pretty sure as in terms of when we start talking about getting guys like RJ Hampton, getting your center of getting at least one center in a rotation, because as we've pointed out before, Borrego, and thanks to Rick, Borrego's not the biggest fan of his center rotation. So if you get a guy that we know at least can move his feet and help you do that blitz and pick, pick and roll without and already has an established track record and, and basically doesn't need to be ingratiated to the league and it doesn't need a summer league to get ready, then, okay, you have your Robert Williams. Then you can go get your RJ Hampton. And then if you need to get an Isaiah Joe and he doesn't have, and he's not going to make it to 26, you still have 26 or 30 or 30 and 32 and you can move up and still make noise. I like the, uh, for me, this is about getting three guys in here that can easily compete for minutes but at the same time, not affect the wins and losses. And you're probably going to find a gem. More importantly, where has everybody been talking about the strength of this draft being? In yeah. the 14, again, from the lottery on down. So I want to get more cracks of the apple, especially in the strength of this draft. And if we're, again, if you're going to get more cracks of the apple there, you might actually get a star. Who knows? Um, just just to bring up another team before we end today's podcast, to just to, again, to go to another team that might want to trade up with Washington, you'd move back to nine. That would put you in play for some of those guys that we've talked about already. Mm -hmm. um, what, what would kind of get you talking there? Because I'm looking at Washington's payroll. You would have to give up nine for three for sure. Troy and Brown then, is, a, is a non-negotiable. Well, yeah. And then you get a Troy Brown. Um, do you, I mean, I can't imagine them giving up their first round pick Hachimura from last year. And even though I don't Doug Branson would love it, um, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. And I'm kind of with you. Um, so, you know, with Troy Brown, maybe a, a, a protected, a heavily protected first round pick in the future, not crazy heavy, but you know, mid protected first top seven, top and seven. then nine. Yeah. Like is, is that enough to get you talking? Because they're quite frankly, there's not a whole lot of other things that I'd want. Like you have Thomas Bryant, who I have no interest in, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, Jerome Robinson, who, you know, I thought it was crazy mm -hmm. when the Clippers selected him in the first round when they selected him. And now he's on a different team already. Um, it, Mo Wagner, I, I mean, I just, you know, I think it would be Troy Brown as somebody I'd be interested in. And I don't even know if the Wizards do that deal. You know, I, I, that, that's just something that's another kind of scenario that'd be interesting to me. Now, I don't think the Wizards have enough, quite honest. Well, again, to, to quote T.I., they don't have enough stamps on their passport to, to come and mess <laughs> with us on this. So I, I, as much as I would love to do a deal with the, the Wizards, they're not going to give up Beal. They're not going to give up any chance at Bertans. Like, they don't have enough prospects for me to even really consider what they want to do. Now, if the Spurs, again, how about this? What if the Spurs come hollering? Yeah. Because I think they're 
Like I think they're the I think they're the sneaky team. So they are drafting 11 in this draft. Mm-hmm. You look at their payroll, the guys that might be interesting. Well, one, we've already talked about Jakob Pertl being a possible free agent signing if the Spurs decide to let him go. Um, you know, I, I should be, I should know about any kind of sign and trade that you could do. Like that would be interesting. I don't think you can. No, I don't, I don't think you can either. And so, you know, I think Pertl is not a guy that you'd be able to trade for in this scenario. I, you know, man, I mean, just kind of looking at the young players that they have, they have Lonnie Walker, which not, I mean, I like him still. And we, we both know Doug Branson will be um, a fan of that too. Kelvin Johnson is a player, you know, mm-hmm. do you, re- you uh, do you reunite James Borrego with some of these guys? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I can't imagine, you know, even a Kelvin Johnson who I know is selected late. Yeah. Like, you know, what does it take there? You flip three and 11 and you look for one of those younger players to get, and then maybe a, another first round pick, something like that. That's kind of the long, the lines we've been going with, you know, I think you're kind of interested there. Like Lonnie Walker's just been injured so long, but he is an enticing talent. He is an enticing talent. And quite honestly, like we start doing this game. It's, it shows you how really uninteresting the package is outside of maybe Boston. Yeah there is like that. I think that's the interesting part about this game is you're talking about, okay, maybe San Antonio and they're not really going to give up anything. We really want like again, like you start looking at nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, like the pickums in terms of drop, uh, drop just going down, they become less and less worth it unless, and I'll throw this last one at you, buddy healed becomes available in any, any trade up. Does that entice you? Um, I don't want the contract, but I mean, it's yeah, I, I like Buddy Healed, but you know, and then God, what would you even have to do to, to make that money match? You're talking about a Batum to get Batum. his money off of the books if they're really interested in trying to, you know, free up space as much as you can. Just trying to think of that on the fly. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I. I, I, I don't know, Nada. I think that would be something interesting, too. I'm trying to look up where the Kings are selecting. You said uh, they're selecting 12. 12. I mean, you're just, you're moving, <laughs> I mean, God, 12 and Buddy to move up to three. Like, I just, I can't even see them doing that. Um, eh. But yeah, it'll be, eh. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens on draft night and some of the trade scenarios that could play out. That wraps up this late night edition of Lockdown Hornets. We're going to release it as soon as we can. Thanks again to Bill Bar for supporting the show. Thanks to you guys for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Nada, get some sleep, man. You sound tired today. You did a good job, but you sound tired. I appreciate it. And we'll be back with you uh, guys tomorrow here on the Locked on Hornets podcast.